Hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast, the next in our series entitled Northumberland Voices. My name is Nicola, and I'm one of the archives assistants at Northumberland Archives. It was during the 1970s that the county archivist at the time, Robin Gard, and his team began capturing oral histories from men and women of the area to be preserved for future generations. These interviews represent an opportunity for the modern-day listener to step back in time, a time that feels somewhat distant but also strangely familiar. This particular podcast focuses on Mr Bob Heppel, a shepherd in the Tyndale area, who was born in 1891 near Holtwhistle. His father had had a small farm with a few cattle and sheep. He left school not long after his 14th birthday in time for the twice-yearly hirings where farmers and labourers would meet and agree terms of employment. In this section, Bob and Robin discuss how the hirings worked. The hire, and I wasn't there very long until I got the shepherding to do. And what, just think about it, you, you left school, what was that, in, in the summer, was it? It would be in about... Uh, June, something like that? Uh, 14 in March, I think. Oh, so you leave at the end of that term? Yes, the end you? of that term, yes. So that would be just about the time of the hirings, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. The, the hirings was at the May Day, what we call the May Day, that's the 13th of May with the hirings. Yes. Was that for both for married people and for lads? Well, and, uh, mostly the single people the hirings were, yes. On May Day? Yes. On May hirings? Yes, the May hirings. And there was May and November, the 11th of November and the 13th of May with the two hirings. Yes. Well, and yet, uh, you stayed the half year. If you didn't like the place, well, you could leave at the half year's end. Just um, tell me what you actually did. I mean, you left school. Yes. And uh, you said to your dad, or your dad said to you, I, I think I, I'll go to the hirings. Was it something like that? Yes. What I'm did you say? Hi- I'm going to hire. It's to hire. To get hired. And then the farmers came around and uh, asked you if you're for hire. Where were you? In Holtwistle? I was at, uh, yes, at Holtwistle. Yes. So you walked, uh, you walked down from Cowburn to Holtwistle with the uh, thoughts of your fortune and fame and <laughs> everything on your back. And you, where did you uh, assemble? In the marketplace? I think it was the marketplace, if I remember. Yeah. I remember. Did they, uh, did uh, the lads go in one place or no, the men in another? No, just stood around, you know, and yes. they came to ask people for hire and such like that. I was generally hired before I went to the high ends because they knew what I was, you see, and uh, mm-hmm. they came and hired here. With the shepherd and uh, shepherd lads going one place and the No, just, just all stood around together. And the farmers would come round? Yes, the farmers came around, yes. And uh, asked you if you were for hire. And you'd say yes, and they'd say, well, I'm looking for... A yes, a shepherd maybe, and they would ask you what wage you wanted and such like. They tried to get you for as little as possible. <laughs> Did you take the first offer that came No, on? no. You'd know what you were worth. Yes, well, time. yes. I was sometimes went to the hiring and I was hired before ever I got into the marketplace because I was well known. Mm-hmm. But when you just started as a lad, I mean, you didn't know what you were in for, did no, you? No, well, uh, my father used to take cattle in for a farmer in wintertime to winter them. And... Uh, I went with them, and he hired me there to this farm where he got the cattle farm. Uh, the, farmer, the farmer brought his cattle to your holding? Yes, to father's place, father yes. And the father wintered them, kept them for the winter till about May And then when he took them back, I went with them, and, and this farmer hired me to yes. go for yes. servant lad. So you, uh, 
it wasn't a very painful business with you. It was just no. <laughs> was that a big, a big day in Holtwistle? No, a it wasn't a great big day in no, not in a place like Holtwistle. No. About how many people would there be? Oh, I can hardly tell you No, I don't think there'd be hundred. No. no. And then they used to have a hiring at uh, Brampton as well. They used to be Brampton. And then there was one at Carlisle. And the week after the term, there was what they called the runaway hiring at Carlisle. Lads that hadn't liked the place had run away. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. uh, somebody, were they usually all hired or were there some left? Oh, there was some left always. And they'd go to Brampton? And they might go to Brampton, you see, if they hadn't got hired. So, um, was Holt Whistle... Holt Whistle... I mean, people might come from quite a long way to hire servants. Oh, yes, some of them would, I guess, yes. And then they gave you a, a shilling, what they called earls. They gave you a shilling, and that was to make sure that you'd come. <laughs> like the king shilling <laughs> in the army. <laughs> Bob spent most of the interview talking about the various duties a shepherd would have across the year. Things like lambing, clipping, dipping. There was always plenty to do. He also had sheepdogs to train and to look after. Dogs would you I used to have three. I used to have three dogs. And you would uh, breed them and train them yourself, would you? Train them yourself, yes. Uh, is that a difficult process? Yes, some of them, some is bad to train. Yes. You know, there's some what we call have no eye, you know, some uh, sits down and eye and the sheep like that, and you see them start, when they start either the hands, well that's a good sign. They do the same with the hands. They go around the hands, watching the hands. That's yeah. a good sign when a young dog's like that. Well, how would you start to train a dog? I mean, it would presumably be a puppy of the, one of your sheep dogs, would it? Ah, yes. Uh, oh, well, you, sheep, uh, you, you let them follow you for a long time and then they start, them, they nearly start themselves, you know. To, yes. If you train them, you'd say, come by one way and, and come here another way. Come here's to the left to the left and come by to the right yes. and the dog soon learns well, you have to learn you not to approach the sheep too oh no they haven't to bite them no I don't no, know not to approach them not to get too close no no. and would you adopt any form of whistling yes oh yes you have your whistles <laughs> and how would they how would you train them to respond to a whistle oh they soon learn yes How would they distinguish between a whistle to one dog and a whistle to another dog? Oh, well, it isn't often you run them both together, as you know. That, uh, that lad's brother, no, he's a, he's a good hand. He just says, that'll do, and the dog's finished, comes up to his heel. He shoots, that'll do, when he's been taking the diving the sheep away, baby. And he'll shoot, that'll do, and the dog's just back to his foot. Yes. The wise thing a dog. Would you... Um would you be able to uh, take over a dog trained by somebody else then? Oh yes, yes, you can oh. take them for somebody. Yes. Listening to Bob talk, it is clear that shepherding had been his life, not just his job. Social activities were limited. He had never been to the cinema or to a concert and he had never been involved in sports like shooting and fishing. On Sundays he would attend the local chapel and sometimes he would recite poetry at church events. The interview with Bob ends with him reciting some verses from the poem called Bellingham Show, written by Billy Bell, who was known as the Reedsdale Roadman. I'm a lad here and I leave far goodbye. 
I seldom see old bit of sheep in the kai. So I says to our Betsy, I think that I'll go and I'll have a bit look at the Bellingham show. Hey, wheel says that wait if the money's to spare, near do to line claims and those been there. The pack lambs have settled wheel, the lag in low, so I think we can come to Bellingham show. See, I gets myself dressed in me brass under clears, me brass never shows, pearls black as two sleeves, a big stand up collar and me tie in a bow, man I did like a mushroom Bellingham show. Where I gets to the show going, I managed four straight. I paid me a bit chilling to get in at the gate, and I fell in with some cornies who cried out, Hello, has thou really getting to Bellingham show? I was feeling gay dry, see and me all went, just to have a wee drop in the crack of a tent. I said mine was a hoof, but the rest all cried no others to be near hoof glasses in Bellingham show. So we all had the end glass, I will maybe had three, or to tell you the real truth, we maybe had three. And the drop that we got set our hearts in a glow, and we talked over the old times at Bellingham Show. Then I went for a look at the tups and the hogs, the horses, the cows, the fat pigs and the dogs, and all over the show ground we went to and fro, determined to miss note at Bellingham Show. I was having a bit look at the butter and eggs, and I sat down on some boxes to ease my yard legs, when up comes a woman, fat, forty and slow, contented and jolly at Bellingham Show. Oh, excuse me, she says, but I do hate mistakes. But which are the duck eggs and which are the drakes? I can tell you that, missus, it's plain to be seen. The duck eggs are white and the drake ones are green. Oh, how simple, she cried. No wise one may grow by making inquiries at Bellingham Show. And I went up to a chap that was shaved to the lips. And I says, can he chap, three pair of the chips? He swore and sent me to the regions below. He was a motor car driver at Bellingham Show. Oh, excuse me, I says, I do the arm green. I thought you were minding a fried chip, mach chip machine. Why no, man, that's a motor, belongs Lord so-and-so, and we're having the day at the Bellingham show. See, I dodged away around by the edge of the crowd, and I smoked me, smoked me ad pipe in a nice happy mood. When up comes a young queen, and she cries, Uncle Joe, I'm so glad to have met you at Bellingham show. She gave a bit, I gave a bit scream, and I thought she would faint. She gave a bit scream, and I thought she would faint. Means I sometimes to lose that you young woman folk pint. But I wasn't her uncle, I tapped her straight so a mistake she was making at Bellingham show. I hope you have enjoyed listening to Bob. We look forward to you joining us again next month when we share another history held here at Northumberland Archives. Thank you.